What's up party people? You know one of the worst things about being a self-employed performer? That's right, it's your tax. If you're sick and tired of collecting all your receipts and guessing your way through your tax rebate, well, I know the people that can remove the stress and make it as simple as five, six, seven, eight. That's right, it's Theat Accounts. They're an accounting company that specialize in working with performers. So they know all the things that we can claim back and it's so simple. You upload your invoices and bank statements to their website and they do all the work for you. It's cheap, it's easy and once you try it, I guarantee you will not regret it. It has changed my tax life. Just email info at theataccounts.co.uk. That's theat, T-H-E-A-T, accounts. So again, that's info at theataccounts.co.uk. Make sure you tell them you're from the Ins and Outs podcast and you'll get some five-star VIP treatment. You will get treated like a king. Honestly, they've changed my life. They've made it so much easier. They've removed the stress from tax and they can do the same for you. Boom. The Ins and Out Podcast with your host, Kane Silver. In this episode of the Ins and Outs Podcast, I speak to one of the most incredible dancers and human beings on earth, the one and only Frankie J. Frankie is known as a house dancer. He is the dopest house dancer. You may see him on Instagram winning battles, or he may have taught you, or you may have, I don't know, seen him somewhere. He is fantastic. In this episode, he tells us a bit about his journey and how he was trained as a contemporary dancer and learned hip-hop along the way. He tells us about his experience dancing for Kylie Minogue with me, which was his first big job. And then he tells us about battling. He tells us his thought process when he's battling and how he prepares for them. And then we discuss, uh, currently at the moment on Facebook, there's a dance teacher who works for Pineapple who is being called out and kind of cyberbullied. We discuss why he's being cyberbullied and we talk about what's wrong with what he's teaching. But we also discuss how we don't think it's being dealt with in the correct manner. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I had such a great time talking to Frankie. He is such an amazing person. Please get in touch with us on Instagram or, or any means of social media that you can find us. We're on Facebook and Twitter. Let us know what you like about the podcast, what you don't. Please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. That's if you like us. If you don't, don't leave a review. Just message me. And uh, I want to know who you want to hear from. Please be interactive with me. Um, then I can give you guys more of what you need. Thank you for tuning in. Here is the one, the only, Frankie J. <laughs> My bro. My bro. What's up, what's up? What's up, what's up? How are you, bro? I look like a full-on gamer today, innit? <laughs> I was just looking at it and I was like, yo, he's like set up. He's got the whole setup and everything. Well, normally I've got a full setup when I'm allowed to like meet you in person. But my my whole mission over lockdown was like, right, how do I make this Instagram life as good, right. the best quality it can be? Because like, doing it in my AirPods sucked, man. Like, it sounded whack. And I was like, these are 200 pound, like, headphones. Why did they sound so bad? So I bought so many different bits and gadgets because I wanted to connect the, like, this is the stuff I use when I would, would be with you in person. So mm. it's like, how do I connect this to my phone? So I was online looking at all these like websites, these reading forums, like who the hell goes on forums anymore? Like YouTube videos. And I, bro, I bought so much stuff and I couldn't get it to work. So I was like, let me try George's iPad. So I tried my girl's <laughs> iPad and everything worked straight away. It just wouldn't work. For real? Up. What? Just, my phone was saying no, but 
iPad was game. So iPad I, was like game, yes. Because <laughs> like the first year I did on the iPad, I love it because it's like I can see you. We can have people ask questions when they want to. This is dope. Like, but the audio sucked when I listened back right. to it. So I was like, right, I need to make this good. Because <laughs> I don't know how long this is going to be, you know. <laughs> True. Exactly. Well, it's becoming looser. Yes, you know? it is. Slowly, was... bit by bit. Yeah, man. How have you been? I haven't seen you in ages, bro. I know. It's been a while. Um, yeah, things are good. Like, um, I've literally just moved back to Bristol just momentarily whilst this is all still happening. Smart. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> just to be out of it and just kind of there isn't much happening as well for me in London as we can, a lot of us can kind of relate mm. to. Um, and so, yeah, I've come home for a bit, which has been lovely. Um, and just trying to be productive as much as I can and, and just... Um, make things work from home and enjoy this time being here and just yeah just seeing it as it comes really i don't really have too much um planned out which is kind of nice because usually mm. I, I have quite a full-on like i know what i want to do kind of schedule so this has just been a bit of a, a learning curve and just being able to kind of adapt and man see I, how this I, f- works out. I feel like that's the only way we can be right it's like day, yeah. day by day because we keep getting told different things so it just it is what it is but i feel like yeah. we're on we're on the track back to normality i still think it's going to be a while yeah yeah i feel too but we're on the track but i feel like it's weird right the f- when it when, <laughs> when it when it first kicked off like everyone was like moaning and stuff but i was like i get it but now it's getting looser everyone's still moaning and stuff and i'm like yeah, yeah. guys <laughs> just be patient like i know this is an ideal no one's no one's in a good place right now mm-hmm. just enjoy it yeah take a minute breathe like yeah, no I, I it's facts i think naturally people do just become impatient mm. and obviously they're so missing and so used you know to being so upbeat about what they're doing and everything like that and it, it is a, a major slowdown for everyone especially and in everyone. our field yes oh my god yeah Yo, <laughs> for but, but for you battleheads this must be like golden <laughs> time it's like oh yeah it's like i can train boy like every time Hell i look yeah. at um sunny's instagram like he's in his living room and he's like training, just laughing. like bro, just laughing. in his yeah. living room, like he's at like a, I don't know a session, like, <laughs> and his boys just sat there not even watching him as he's yeah. killing some headspin. I'm like his neighbor, but I saw that he said uh, doing it before the curfew ends for the neighbors. <laughs> I was like sick. <laughs> well, that's how you got to do it. I've really embraced this time, bro. Like, yeah, I was like, okay, I'm gonna work on everything which I don't get a chance to work mm, on. Like, I've learned, absolutely, I've learned how to tap dance. I mean, I still can't tap hey. dance, but I'm learned, I still can't. <laughs> so, but I could, I can do a shuffle. Like, <laughs> you know, it's a shuffle it's you a couldn't sh- do before. Bro, it's not a house shuffle. It's a tap dance. <laughs> so it's like, now I know two shuffles. Say what? <laughs> like. <laughs> I'm winning. <laughs> Man, thank you so much for coming on. I've wanted to have you on for ages, but because you hadn't long done Luke Dent's one, Duke, <laughs> yeah. Duke Luke, I was like, oh, they don't want to hear him like two, two weeks in a row. <laughs> um, so man, I'm super gassed you could come on. So I've always wanted you on because you are someone that really inspires me. And the whole oh, point of this podcast you, is to speak to people within the entertainment industry in all aspects, mainly dance because it's where my peeps are at. But, mm. you know, in all aspects. And for me, yours is a dope one because you're in the entertainment industry, but you're also out of the entertainment industry, still doing the same thing. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, yeah. you, you're, you, you're in your own, like you're in the battle world as well. You know, so I want to kind of dig into that too, as well as, you know, you. Um, yeah. And obviously, there's been some controversy going on 
uh, in the world, which, oh, we'll, yes. which we'll get to at some point. Let's not start off with the, with the drama. <laughs> um, let's start off with the nice stuff. Let's, let's learn about Frankie. Um, Sweet. So what I know about you is that you're from Bristol. Correct yes, me yes. if I'm wrong, yeah? Tell me I'm full of caca poop. <laughs> you're from Bristol. Uh, you did foundation at Swindon Dance. Mm-hmm. Or you did a course at Swindon Dance. Mm-hmm. And was that your introduction to dance? Uh, no. So it was it was fairly uh, a couple of years into it or a few years into it. Mm-hmm. But um, my first sort of establishing dance uh, memories or like where I first really started to dance was at uh, Bristol Dance Centre mm-hmm. on Hot Wells Road. Um, and I was taking, I was really uh, involved in the contemporary dance circuit in Bristol um, and was dancing with someone called Julia, Julia Thornycroft. No idea, um, but... Yeah, she's uh, has been in the contemporary dance uh, community within Bristol and within the southwest, southwest area for, like, such a long time. Um, and she had these kind of open youth classes that were taking place at that time um, and then um, started to dance with her youth company for a while. And that was then what kind of made me branch into wanting to be a part of Swindon Dance. So that's what then enrolled me on to doing the, the contemporary and ballet strand mm-hmm. and was doing that for a number of years. And then like a couple of years into it, um, this is when they started to do the pilot course of uh, the hip hop dance uh, strand mm-hmm. um, of YDA. So I started to kind of bounce in between the two of them mm-hmm. and then predominantly went into the hip hop strands. Um, and then I took that, I was on that for seven years. So my, my whole duration of being at Swindon Dance was, was for seven years. And was this like as a teenager, like under 18? Yeah, yes. Yeah. I was there, I think, until I was 19, in fact. Oh, I think. snap. Yeah, so I stayed in another year because um, I also stayed for for sort of like extra training um, to prep me to, to go into the uh, London Contemporary. Mm. So I was just prepping to do my solo work and prepare for auditions and stuff for another year afterwards. And then that's when I finally left. And then I took the move to London when I was 19. Yeah, that's dope. What, yeah. what, what made you start dancing in Bristol? Um, I think for me, dance has always been something like I've always been told by family members that I was always dancing from when I was like a baby. Mm. Um, and they kind of had it in the whole time that that was something that I was inevitably going to be going into or growing up to do. Um, and I guess Bristol has such a rich heritage within music and within dance, even though it, I, I, don't, I don't like saying this, but even though there's never been something like extremely sustainable when it comes to dance in Bristol, but there are still so many people that are involved and wanting to make things happen when they when they do happen. Mm. So so and I think I, w- I, I called it at a really kind of lucky time where there was things kind of happening and about and there were certain projects for me to kind of uh, drop into and be a part of and then eventually you know making the move to Swindon and then Swindon having that kind of collaboration with a lot of the the youth dance that was happening in the southwest in particular mm. that's what kind of just pumped me to continue wanting to do it more and and then yeah and then naturally I was kind of colliding and running into different people from all over and then I just got swept into it and then <laughs> I was like this is what I want to do yeah that's dope it's interesting that you're like you started with contemporary do you know what I mean? And like, there's not many dudes that I speak to, but like, how did you start dancing? Like, it's not very often that contemporary was their first yeah. go. You know, yeah. that's what's so crazy. It's not like, you know, I don't know, even going in, I started doing street dance, as we like to call it. <laughs> like, I wasn't, I was running and jumping over people to run DMC. <laughs> like, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? I thought I was, I was like, doing a wave. <laughs> I thought I was cool. Um, yeah. But even that, I got grief for that. Do you know what I mean? 
and in my head, I was yeah. like, yo, but I'm in an all boys group and I'm getting grief. Right. This doesn't make right. sense. Was right. it was it quite hard doing that? I guess not that contemporary is feminine, but it definitely wasn't as masculine as hip hop. Yeah, I mean, to to the young teenage boys' eyes, and also just to the young to the how we stereotype it. Yeah, it's absolutely. next to Billy Elliot. Uh, exactly, and yeah, I didn't have it easy, and I did keep my 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 dancing quite confidential in that respect because yeah, I was a little bit unsure what other people around my age would would have thought. There was like my close friends who knew I danced, mm. and then I guess actually growing up doing secondary school, I didn't have the opportunity to enroll or to be part of any dance courses that were happening at my school because dance wasn't something that they they catered for mm. so a lot of my dance was outside of the kind of uh the school days or the school time so mm. i was going to stuff in the evenings or i was going to things on the weekends and so it was kind of privatized in that kind of mm. way um but yeah you know like I, I think it was only until i started to get kind of to my sort of age sort of 14 to 16 which is where like a lot of my friends started to know i was like into dance and stuff like that but I was kind of blessed through the majority of it because a lot of my friends were like, yo, this is so cool. Like, you're the guy that dances, blah, blah, blah. And, and it just became something that then just very quickly normalized. So, mm. yeah, I, I, I could have had it worse, but there was, of course, some times where it was a bit like, bit, you know, rough around the edges. But to be honest, it was fine. Yeah, because I guess we were doing it. We started dancing in the time of like where you were Billy Elliot. You know, that was the, that was the negative yes, thing to that be was, called. That was, like, yeah, that was, exactly. that was the, that was the worst name they could think of. Yeah. They, they actually yeah. had no other reference to men. There was dance. no other reference. Like, no. there was no diversity. <laughs> there was no flawless. Like, there was oh, no, nothing. there was no cool. It was just like, oh, you're Billy Elliot. And it's like, that's, yeah, absolutely. that's very creative of you, my friend. Well done. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> so it was a bit of a weird time. And I always think like, do you think we would have done it if there was social media? Because like it was so easy to keep on the mm. DL, right? The people that knew that you did that were only the people that you wanted to know. Yeah, like, that's a really good point. Um, if social media had been the way that that it is now for when we were like when we were young, I don't know. I think if anything, it could have been that we'd still be dancing or that we'd be still this involved in dance. But I guess the root of how we are to kind of step into it and and our way of being able to be a part of that um may have been different mm. because obviously as you know as well like there was no real kind of knowing which way was the right way to be able to establish yourself within this type of work or within this type of industry it was like everyone took their own route and then you yeah. see what happens and, and you see people kind of pursue it and it was word of mouth right like if you met someone exactly. if you met someone exactly. you were, i was like question boy do you know what i mean that's it i was like that's how it. how how what did you do where did you go yeah, how did you do it? who do you know like totally. there was no like uh google search you yeah, know there was no google search there was no you know there was no um, this chat there was no exactly exactly like the the amount of resources that are available to our youth now in comparison to what we had is like tenfold twentyfold mm. like it's so much more different um and obviously yeah there is there is pros to that and there is cons to that of course as well of course. because you know, like there is so much that I feel that the youth aren't really kind of um, engaging and making an understanding in in cer certain types of the work ethic that, for example, like our generation, let's say, have had to put in to kind of establish where we've got to so far with the standard of what we're delivering as well. Mm. Not to say that the youth aren't because the youth are extremely talented right now, but it's also about understanding that within the access that they have to certain things, 
is to always understand not to take that for granted. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Facts. So, yeah, yeah. Dre, uh, Dre just said DVDs and VHS was the encyclopedia at that time. Facts. Exactly, bro, exactly. Mu music videos, I'd be sat there staring just trying to learn a move. <laughs> trying yeah, to learn trust. a move. I didn't know moves. Trust. I was trying to learn a move. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? And you, you have to keep doing the rewinds, rewinding fast forwards, you know? <laughs> I wasn't that rich, bro. I couldn't rewind. <laughs> I had to wait till four hours later. <laughs> <laughs> Till it came back on. I had to wait for that like I love you repeat. <laughs> Rewind. This wasn't a sky house, bro. <laughs> I was lucky if I saw it on top of the pops. <laughs> Some CD UK. Yeah, for real. Um yeah, that's funny. <laughs> the fact that the fact that people can even rewind TV now. Do you remember? Well, you yeah, missed and it. And you can pause it and you, everything. You, yeah. bro, you missed it, it's gone. <laughs> gone it's it that's it you see it once oh, crazy times um so did you do any hip-hop in bristol before you went to swindon um so i was a part of two dance groups growing up uh one was was hype dance company mm -hmm. and then the other other one was dark angels I, see i know both of them i used to compete yeah. against them but i didn't know you that's so weird yeah and um and both of them both of them taught me so much i learned a lot from both of them um both completely different sort of like take-ons and and how they approach their movement. Mm. Um, and if anything, like, especially around the time that I was both in those groups, um, both groups were still very considered very new to approaching what we knew or what, as we know now, or are very much acquainted with is this idea of foundation. Um, and we were really um, more about creating our own choreographies and also, you know, devising our own material that kind of, in my case, there was sometimes I would choreograph things and then also the leaders of the group would also choreograph things and other members of the group would choreograph as well. So, yeah, like it really taught me a lot about um, establishing sort of things that came from myself and also that leadership role and also that teaching role. And um, and yeah, I was with them for a number of years. Uh, I don't remember exact, but yeah, for like the majority of growing up as a teenager, yeah. I was with these two groups. You were like my enemy. <laughs> Bro, for real, like I, I, I was, I was the main, I was like the main teacher uh, in Bristol, and I had a school, I had a school called Fahrenheit. So Simon from UDO owned no Fahrenheit, way. and me, yeah. me and Murray, his sister-in-law, ran yeah. the Bristol one. Shit. Yeah. Okay. I so didn't know. Everyone used to be like, oh, the Dark Angels. And I'd be like, the Dark Angels. They don't even do UDO. <laughs> I would. I swear. I'd be like, they don't even do UDO. It's like they just make formations and use their arms. You know? <laughs> That's how it was. I was that like, was I genuinely was like, they don't even move their feet, which is crazy because now that's what you're the best at. But. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd never I think I'd probably saw two videos of them dance like right <laughs> you know I mean? there was no it was like if I saw there some was no, like there was never no footage yeah like a 360 pixel video on YouTube <laughs> at a competition and I, I remember uh, it was in the paper like you said like Dark Angels World Champions and I was like they weren't even at Worlds <laughs> not, not thinking that there was more than Yu-Gi-Oh you know <laughs> but that was but that was our world that was like that was the world for us at that time, that was the world. Yeah, you know I, mean? I was like, they're lying. <laughs> like, <laughs> I knew nothing else. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, for real. I feel you. I feel Crazy. You. And it's nuts, actually, because my first year in college, so I went to college in Swindon. Okay. I went to Liberatus, but my first ah, year was okay, at yeah, Town yeah. Hall. Was that Town Hall? Yeah. So it's Jeez. practically like, 
you've been my enemy we were, for a long we were time. Like, we yeah. were like, we just kept doing this. We yeah. kept crossing over. Kept crossing. So and and I, my teacher would always be like, Swindon Foundation dance is rubbish. It's not as good as this. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, they're crap. Like, <laughs> like, so you've been my enemy for a long time, bro. <laughs> um, that's crazy. But it's dope that you like, you did the uh, YDA uh, hip hop course in Swindon because actually I feel like Swindon back then, not so much now, but back then it actually had a dope hip hop culture. Like you had Joey D, you had Banksy, like yes. you know I mean you had um, PRS crew, right? That was yeah. the Swindon crew at the time. Yeah, the and uh, crew. I think Scarecrows as well. Scarecrows, Scarecrows crew. yeah, um, as well. Super J. Super J as Super well. Super J exactly. and Libby. And Libby. Yeah. Exactly. Like, exactly. yo, Swindon was popping at the time. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think we, like, around that time, it was even more, uh, like, apparent and more prevalent at that time than it is, let's say, now. Um, and, yeah, like, we just, we got swept into it. And, and just, yeah, there was so much happening, especially with some of those names that you've just, you know, mentioned. They have been, they were so heavily involved in, in the youth and in, people like myself and in the year group that I was studying with. And, you know, we had these people on a weekly basis educating us and also telling us about the history that's kind of within that particular area and also within the Southwest community. And it was great. Like that was for me, de I definitely to where I've got to now or where I am now was because of those moments and those, those years that I spent at Swindon Dance. With, like, absolutely. Were they your introduction to like foundation styles as we like to call yeah, it? Yeah, pretty but, much. Because like, I never yeah. learned that. Like, I mean, yes. I just always did choreo yeah. and my goal was right. to just be good at choreo. I just wanted to yeah. dance behind an artist. And then yeah. I guess when I went to Swindon and I met all these people and they were so like drilling styles and steps, I never understood the concept of it. It was never mm -hmm. taught to me that like you drill mm -hmm. these styles to get good at them. I was like, I can do that step. Why are you still doing right. it? I never understood. Right. It was never taught to me until I even right. was older and I understood that. So it's yeah. dope that you had those influences like at a young age. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Because I mean, even Swindon, Swindon were the, also the one of the first, I would say, established like organizations that really were able to dedicate in bringing practitioners from these particular different set styles to come into the building and educate us. So like we had people like Sean, Brooke, mm. uh, Renegades, uh, Yami, Fred Realness, um, Sayaka Kudo, Clara Bajado, Natasha mm. Kamjani. Like we had name after name after name come in and come in and spend like a, either like a term with us or a couple of weekends with us and you know I feel like I feel like even today even with like the youth that are currently on that course at the moment they don't realize actually how privileged they are to get these people for free yeah uh come in to teach them every single weekend you know and it's just like like I'm looking at it and being like damn like we had it so good you know like we literally had the best of the best coming out of our country mm. um at our doorstep and they were delivering classes to us every single week. So, you know, for some of us who really kind of took that in and absorbed that, um, you know, this is, that's the reason why we've got to where we are today because of people like them. Mm, that's so dope. Like I didn't even have m my course in the same building. I didn't yeah. even, I didn't even have street dance or hip hop or right. commercial. We right. just did ballet contemporary jazz. And I was like, I'm here because I've told, I've been told by the person who I asked how, when, where, how, <laughs> yeah. this is the journey to make, you know, right, like, right. and I hated it, but I was like, I have right. to understand and tick these boxes to yeah. be the person behind Kylie Minogue or whatever, you know, that was the, yeah. that was the, yeah. the journey. But that, that was how it was. I mean, to be honest, even reflecting back on when I was on that course, there was no distinctive, like, 
memory of me having a conversation be like is this what i need to do to get to where i need to be or like if, to be in this position or to be behind this artist or to be teaching this class like again it was it, that this kind of industry is one of those things where it is very much up in the air because there is no set checkpoint where it's like oh i'm a professional now mm. like it it, do, it doesn't happen like that and it's like you said if you have the opportunity to come across people where links can be established and connections can be established and 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 your networking starts to develop in a particular way this is inevitably the you know the stepping stones to get you into these places and into these positions and then from there the ball starts to roll mm. um because yeah there was there was no like you need to do this in order for this to happen it was never like that it was mm. never like that so what you made know? you then want to carry on doing contemporary what made you go to london contemporary because i assume <clears throat> you were already dope at house styles and like hip-hop styles well then. actually before then so before then i was i was your 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 generic sort of all-rounder mm -hmm. um because because of the things that i was being taught at swindon so i didn't specify let's say in a particular style as such but i was very much in this kind of open-minded like i can do this i can do that i'm pretty decent at this i'm pretty decent at that um and I guess my initiative to go to London Contemporary was one, when I went there, I really enjoyed the presence of being in the building. And also deep down, if I'm really honest, I thought that if I was to go through the three years of education at that establishment, this would help me to, to, to get me again to this, to this idea of where I needed to be in order to be established or to be professional mm -hmm. or all this kind of stuff, you know? So I, I reluctantly went into the three years thinking that this was going to be in the right direction and my three years there was fantastic i had a great time i learned a lot about myself and i learned a lot about the training that i that was delivered to me um and also learned a lot about what i didn't like about being there too mm. um but inevitably those three years gave me a lot and i'm extremely grateful for those three years just because to where i am right now and how what and how the education that i have obtained at the place has kind of coherently been really involved in how I practice now or how I perform now and how I kind of am established in the way that I am, that definitely correlates into the way I carry myself now. Um, not completely directly, like I'm not working with, I, I mean, I have freelance with contemporary dance companies since I've left, mm -hmm. but um, I'm not working as a full-time contemporary dance repertoire company mm. member as such, yeah. you know? You're not trying to um, be in like just Netherlands dance theatre or like- Right, right, exactly. Exactly. Not not so, just as in that's a bad thing, but that's not your. No. Yeah. Exactly. That wasn't like even when I when I left or when I was getting to my third year, because obviously third year was about um, mock auditions and it was about you know kind of prepping yourself to get ready to take it uh, maybe like apprenticeship auditions or things mm -hmm. like this. I did that and I got into a company um, and I spent my first week and a half in in learning the repertoire that was needed, and in that week I was like actually this is not where I want to be. And I had this kind of epiphany during the week, not that I didn't enjoy it, but I just realized like, I'm not ready for this yet. Or I mentally speaking, I was like, I'm, I'm more interested in wanting to do another route and just to see what else is going to happen. So I pulled myself out and I, it was one of the biggest like decisions I made at that time. Cause I was like, I could be either ruining something really special here or taking a big risk and just trying to go for something else. And I took the big risk and looking back at it, I'm super happy I took that risk because that was then what really established me into looking into house dance and house music culture. And also was the moment where I started to really find and identify to myself as this, just, I was just an artist. Mm -hmm. I embodied all of the, the education and the training that I've obtained in many different mm -hmm. places. 
and have assembled something that really identifies towards who Frankie is, who Frankie yeah. Jay is. And, um, and then I started to, like, you know, as you know, I started to travel. I started to battle, found the battle circuit, mm. blew up in that, started to do lots in this. And then inevitably everything else kind of spoke for itself and realizing now that everything is encompassed in it all anyway. Like I'm yeah. doing everything, you know? So no, it's... for sure. Uh, and I want to pick all that apart a little bit, but there are a few yeah. things I want to pick out. So when you were going to London Contemporary, you said that you were going there because you wanted to become uh, established or classed as a professional. What what did that mean in your head? What was that? Yeah. Because my so, version yeah. of a professional was, like I said, to be behind Kylie Minogue. But going right. to London Contemporary, right. I can't imagine that's your right. idea right, of right, right. being established or a professional. Yeah. So like I had I had moments um and trinkets of like thoughts where I was like, Yes, I wanna be behind this person and I wanna be behind that person and then there was moments where I was like, actually, I wanna be dancing with Hofesh or I wanna be dancing with uh Pina Bausch or I want to be dancing with at Netherlands Dance Theatre like mm. it, I, there was just moments where throughout those three years I was just like I was comp- I was a sponge I was mm. being a sponge and I was soaking up the environment and I was soaking up sort of the influences that were around me and I guess I've generally always been like that like I've always been a sponge when it comes to 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 movement and just to if I'm interested in it I'm interested in it mm. I'm not like because I'm this I can't like that or because I don't do that I can only do this. It was never like that for me. Um, and I guess, yeah, like I was stuck between this thing as like, I, I'm going to be a repertoire dancer and then I'm going to be a backing dancer for this person. And actually the freestyle thing or finding my own niche of I am who I am. I am my own artist and I am a product of something that I've now created. Mm-hmm. Never, that was never an option until it kind of just came into its fruition on its own, you know? Yeah. So just manifested so this way to it becoming. Exactly, exactly. Yo, that's so dope. When, like, I, I'm glad you went there. Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I feel like that is the quality that you have over most other, let's, let's, right. let's say right. uh, house dancers or hip hop right. dancers. Right, let's right, just right. say that because I guess for the general public, Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what they cash you as is Frankie the house dancer, right? I think that's what right. separates. Well, that's what separates you from. You're not just doing the house repertoire or the house steps or these are my house foundations. Right. It's the quality right. of your movement, which is so beautiful, which has such a contemporary element to it. Which, thank you. If yeah. you don't understand or you don't know contemporary, then you won't relate it. But as soon thank as you. I had a conversation with you when we were doing a job together, and you were like, oh, "I went to London mm-hmm. Contemporary." everything kind of switched and i was like it makes sense yeah it makes sense because i'm always thinking yo like he does capoeira or something like there's some sort of like you know you don't get that even floor control like b-boys don't have that kind of subtlety when they use the floor like the way you move is so you've got so much fluidity yet control you know what i mean like it's got that contemporary element to it where it's 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 loose but it's strong like yes you know i don't think there are many dance styles that have that because even ballet is loose and strong but it's still quite rigid yeah you know it has a flow but there's still a lot of rigid to it whereas how you move and even how you execute house movements or hip-hop movements or whatever you have that fluidity and i think that's what makes everything look so seamless someone said he's like butter i don't know if you spell butter i don't know if that's a cool way of spelling. i don't know if that's a cool way of spelling butter or you can't or you can't the west coast the west coast way all right cool butter i was like otherwise they've turned spell check off on instagram 
Jose, spell it right. It's ER, bro. <laughs> ER. <laughs> um, jokes, thank you for comments. No, you're right, though. He is. You're like butter. So I'm glad you went there and you found the things that you didn't like because I think that is a big part of... Uh, that's what makes your movement so iconic and how you dance thank so you, iconic. Yeah. Like, if we put every house dancer who, say, in the final 12 at whatever mm. event and put them all in morph suits so we couldn't see who they are... I guess right. some of them we could kind of confuse who's who. No disrespect to them, but you know we right. we're, we're just executing different house steps. You right, know, right, but right, what right, you right, add right. to it is another element which lots of dancers don't really add. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, I completely get. And I think you you hit the nail on the head. And I feel in my most recent years <clears throat> that has been one of my most sort of like kind of focuses in really being able to kind of learn about identifying my history and my experience into a particular style that I am you know so fully involved and so fully passionate about uh expressing myself in but not forgetting the things like you said from the things that kind of erupt from the past and also what I've gone through in the past and to learn how to adhere that and to bring that into it because again it's about like that's for me, that is the, the complete context of what freestyle is. It's, it's understanding the freedom that you have within what you contribute from your own personal movement and also from your own experiences. But again, how do you harmonize and connect it to the, to the structures and to the constructs that Foundation is now providing also? Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah. the two, the two yeah. have to harmonize in, in some kind of way so that you find yourself, but then you're also doing something that's in reflection to a structure that has been also yeah. created as well. For sure. You know? for sure and, and you do it very beautifully Thank like you. not to kiss your ass or anything you, you, <laughs> you, 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 you're pretty cool like <laughs> I, I, I just say it's because you're ginger but you know people can take what they want gingers you gingers, exactly. gingers all the way uh, um, <laughs> so when you left uh, this company which you went into you know you did your first week what what was your mindset if you knew that wasn't for you what was for you did you Ooh, did you know you yeah. were gonna go like okay i'm gonna go and get into plague i'm gonna be a battler mm. i'm gonna be going so, to go yeah the so route. this yeah this was like when i when i got into plague that was like super monumental for me because to to be a part of that company um and to be a part of that crew was one of my like long time ambitions as a teenager like growing up in the in the uk street dance community and obviously plague had such a representation and i've always had such a representation and they taught the uk street dance and they taught me <laughs> so like you know to to have those stepping stones to build up to that moment where i was then invited into the group was just like it was like honestly one of the most iconic things i ever had felt like i had ever achieved mm. and and yeah and the moment that i decided to take that risk in you know um breaking away from the kind of uh, apprenticeship company work um i was like damn what do i do now like how do i make this now work and mm. i remember it took me i would say it took me like a good maybe four to six months of like things to start kind of just unrolling and and at the time i remember i was just kind of involving myself in that sort of freelance projects and also people were asking me to kind of assist on certain things certain jobs um i remember doing a little bit of teaching here and there and whatnot nothing like establishing the way that i had been afterwards um but then afterwards, things just start to slowly kind of roll. Um, mm. I started to compete. Um, so I started to go to different jams within the UK and then and within London. And then 
uh, not long after I started to attend different uh, events like around around Europe mm-hmm. and then eventually that also expanded too. So like things just progressively got more, I got myself more involved in certain things, but not through, not necessarily because it was on the basis of thinking that this was going to be a job as such, but I was just curious. I was always curious. I was always like interested in just putting myself into certain uh, things and certain ideas of seeing, just again, going in with a complete optimism of just being like, I don't know what's going to happen. Let's just have a go, see what happens. Just go with the flow. Just go with the flow. And then that's literally has been like the motto and the (laughs) mantra, like this whole time, like, and then of course, being able to get to a point where I've solidly have built uh, a reputation for myself and a, and a foreground of of work and achievements and things that I can say these are my accolades and I can bring these forward with me Mm. um and now you know those are things that that do hold do hold something for me and I'm able to be able to you know very comfortably be able to work from those things now Mm. so yeah it's crazy It, it, it I if I'm trying to think of it there was nothing that that really ever massively stood out um that was this massive switch. Well, actually, there's one thing, like definitely one thing in particular, which is when I won Summer Dance Forever. Mm-hmm. So when I won Summer Dance back in 2017, mm-hmm. that was the point of things just went. Because like, you were just you were already so fresh before that, but I right. re- I remember like that being a turning point for you. Yeah, that was. I remember like... seeing like ev- everyone knew you you were a killer. Do you know what I mean? But then. I feel like then it was like every hip hop dancer in the community was reposting your like commenting about your battle, sharing it. Like, and I yo, was like, "Yo, it's, yeah. it's, it's the effect has hit." Like, this was yeah. This was just like this turned from traveling every few weeks to literally traveling twice a week or three times a week to work, to teach, to judge, to compete, to educate, to whatever it was. I it just went like, oh, and that's where I also like this thing of like what was obviously what I was just kind of fruitfully just kind of you know flowing from one to the next and all this kind of stuff really became a thing of like okay I have to really deep now that I'm this person that people are recognizing and not that I was never not responsible ever before that but I really do have a responsibility in the name that I carry and also who I'm representing and also just who I am and how to keep this how to keep this thing you know progressively and maturely grow in the direction that I want it to do and and like winning summer dance forever obviously was one of is one of the biggest achievements that I can imagine as a freestyle dancer for any freestyle dancer oh, yeah. so so for me it was just like okay I really need to I now need to really put the work in like mm. the work now begins not that it wasn't happening before yeah. but it's, it's hard, now it's hard it really to stay begins at the top. right it's hard to stay up there right it's it's, e- it's not easy to get there but you're hungry you know, yes. you're just going with yeah. the flow. There's nothing to lose. Yeah, but once yeah, you yeah. hit that, it's it's about staying up there. Um, Absolutely. I, I want to talk a bit about battle life because I don't really sure. know much about it. But before that, I want to talk about your commercial moment, our our experience together, which was a very yes. beautiful experience. Yeah. Um, besides <laughs> the costumes, everything else, <laughs> everything else was great. So for those who don't know, me and Frankie did Kylie Minogue together. And I believe that was your first big job, right? Yeah, I would say it, it was definitely, yeah, the big, the big one. Because I remember, like, we were like, I think we'd even finished rehearsal. Not that we had much rehearsal, but we didn't finish rehearsal. I think we were actually in Singapore and you were like, we we're on the stage. I think you went, yo, this is the first time I've ever done this. And I was like, huh? And I was like, 
what? And I'm like, legit, and I'm like, but, but you're Frankie. Like, <laughs> and, and in my head, I'm thinking, what? You've not done no, like, like dodgy shit X Factor artist. Or, sorry for swearing, everyone. Like, this is your first moment. Like, 60,000 people in Singapore. About to do a solo with Kylie. Yeah, was I, was, like... and I, I was all, yeah, you got this, bro. No pressure. <laughs> this for your first time? No, yeah, no warm-up, nothing. Just straight yeah. in there. Um, and it was dope. Um, and I, I really loved that because it was the first time I got to experience seeing someone in that first moment and bodying it. Like... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, when it's yeah. someone's first time, like, you can tell. Like, right. it's my right. 764th time, and even I went wrong. <laughs> like, you know, like, on the easy crap, I went wrong. But, like, I remember watching you in rehearsals, and you were like, I'm just going to do something by here. I'm going to do this. And we're like, cool. And then the next time you did it, you did this whole number with just you and Kylie, and it was yeah. to slow. Slow. Slow, yeah. yeah. Slow. Um, and I remember you just did this thing, and I was like, dope bro how long did that take you and you're like oh, I, I just freestyled it and i was like shut <laughs> up bro don't be telling me i've just spent four days learning all these eights and you freestyled that and it's better than everything i've done <laughs> shut up bro go home that was in rehearsal and then i remember watching you do the tech run and you finished and i turned to michelle and i went to michelle michelle patrick i went i, I don't want to go on after him and michelle went to me Yo, that's your pop. <laughs> I I knew you were gonna say that. I was just he just to say he that. looked at me. He just was like, "Yo, that's hip hop," and I was like, "The infamous Michelle sentence, like the infamous." <laughs> I was like, "I've got to go on in this lycra outfit with a cone on my head and giant balls as hands, and this guy's just done a solo for his first job with Kylie Minogue and hit a handstand and held it for three eighths lower into the floor in time with the music." I was like, "Are you kidding me, Bruh. That was oh, that. Honestly, it was one of those moments where I really was like, "I've got nothing. <laughs> I, I can't go on after that." There's there's six of us, and I no five of us. Me, Michelle, oh. Anders, Tobias. No, there was yeah. I don't know how many of us. There's four of us. Four of the dudes, and I was like, "Yo, four of us can't take that. There's no way. Put the girls on in the booty shorts, like." <laughs> Oh, yo, that was, oh, no, honestly, that was, like, one of the most cherished moments ever. That whole experience, dancing with you guys over those months was just, like, so fun. Yo, so, what, so fun. What was, that, what was that moment like for you going out on stage Ooh, in front of all them people was, with Kylie just look at you and you're like, all right, so long. Yeah. She's, she's let, was, she'd give you the stage. She's like, oh, hey, there you yeah, go. There you go, it was, Sir it Frankie. It was just, like, at the, it was, like, I was freaking out but at the same time it was like you said it was like I had to just grip it and be like I've just got to do what I need to do and and it was it was constant tug of war between like shitting myself excuse my language and just like just really just enjoy absorb don't be afraid to just be you that's the reason why you're here like just do it you know and mm. and 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 the more we did perform and the more we did the more I felt I was absorbing it and really just letting go and just mm. enjoying it and 
and you guys you guys played such a huge role in that you know like uh, the working environment with you guys was just like the yeah most we fun. were just idiots like, that's we that's, all, just, that's all we do yeah it was just so great man like <laughs> honestly i was blessed with that gig like it was honestly i couldn't have asked for any better sort of like establishing mm. job like that do you know what i mean like that was massive uh, like, I, massive massive i love i love that gig and it wasn't even so much for the actual job it was for the uh the experience that we all got to have together like yeah, i remember being in, in the hotel and me, uh, me you and tobias would go and anders michelle wouldn't go in we were going from the hot tub to the cold <laughs> plunge and i remember me, me and you in the cold plunge like this <laughs> and you reminded me of um from cool runnings you're sanka you're dead norman i'm freezing <laughs> you're like shivering bro <laughs> yeah Yo, that was a great time man it was great. Yeah, four, that was four years ago. Bro, I know. Crazy. I've not been cool since. Um, <laughs> just, just do this now. Um, <laughs> um, did you, after experiencing that, did you want to like, were you like, yo, I want to keep doing this? Or do you feel Hell like you yeah. had your taste and you're, you're good? No, I was definitely in that. P.S. It's like, not all that good. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly. That was a I really was, good like, one that was a really i think i got super lucky and yeah there was definitely like things that were saying to myself like if the opportunity arises i would love to do it even though i would i was already quite established in my own thing and doing my own thing anyway i didn't ever really look at it as being like okay now i'm going to start auditioning for things and whatnot like because i i was busy at the time as well you know and mm -hmm. really having some other focuses as well so i was just like if the opportunity ever came again where i could get offered a gig or would be brought in for a gig i would definitely 10 out of 10 definitely would be there if i could make it happen you know mm. um and there was little things here and there but definitely nothing as big as that that was just like i just think bro was... like and I'll, I'll say how it is i just think it would be so hard to find you an opposite like you just been <laughs> roast like you look different to everyone and then you like i'm i'm white and ginger with normal hair like i already don't fit in bro like you're never gonna find an opposite unless they want someone really different <laughs> and then you're gonna roast them so it's your own fault for being too good so take that <laughs> oh my god <laughs> anyway that's enough of me kissing your ass um so teach me about battles bro uh, so the my only ever experience of battling again yeah. is at UVO. what about we copied all the you got served moves um <laughs> and we basically battled like you got served battles so i don't really know much about it other than being a spectator i've never been right. in it um my biggest experience of learning about battling was being really good friends with people reckless aka mm, reckless yeah, aka reckless aka flips the original yeah. name and that was yeah. when sunny was actually jiggy jigglypuff and not sunny um <laughs> i used to go to all his battles and be his hype man because i couldn't do anything so, but i'm really good at cheering him on so i've always <laughs> been the cheerleader bro. um and that's kind of how i got an understanding of battle life but when i see you battle it mm. doesn't make me think like you battle how battling is to me Yes. When I look really at when I look at battling, I see someone trying to outdo the other person, someone competing with the other person. Whereas when I watch you battle, I feel like you're dancing with the person, vibing with the person, as opposed to being like 
You know what I mean? Like, I'm going right. to roast you, watch this, right. draw a line on right. the floor, you got served line, step over the line and roast you. It's not that yeah. vibe. It's more of a, like, that was dope, now it's my turn. And it's more mm. of a sharing. Mm. Is, is that a mental thing? Do you have that thing of, like, I'm going to be better than you? Or do you just think, I'm going to do me? Yeah, that's a really good... I'm really happy you picked this out. So, for me, personally, again, this is just my own personal preference. Um, and this is also the way I my philosophy and how I carry and learn and do this dance that I do um, for anyone out there that hasn't been aware or isn't aware of it. House dance specifically is not a battle dance. It never has been. And house dance contests along with all these other dance styles, which are now also being done in the contest format, all derived from the influence of breaking b-boying, b-girling, um, which was the original battle dance. And it, all it's done is try to reciprocate that same context and put it into these styles. But if, then if you look at the history and the context of where house comes from, it comes from uh, a social environment, the club environment, in fact. You know, this is a club dance. And if you look at the context of clubbing, it was never about battles. Of mm. course, there will be times where things may get heated. Of course, we're human beings. You know, there's natural aggression or passive aggression that can maybe take place in the dance floor and whatnot. But that's, that was just the heat and the fun of the exchange. Mm. It was always a reminder that, that this was always about exchange. It was all of, always about dancing with someone. And it was always about bringing someone up. You know, like that for me is also in remnants of what the cipher also uh, indicates is that cipher cipher ring is about elevation it's not about necessary you can get the battle ciphers which are particularly like two people going head to head mm. but the cipher itself where it stems from is about elevating one another to move up together to keep an energy to keep a synergy between the people that are within that space and to bring them all as one and i guess for me naturally that was always a reflection of how i wanted to to perform and to because it for me it was more performance mm. than it was like of course there's been exchanges where i've had where i wanted to get at someone of course like you know the heat of it but generally speaking that isn't my go-to um because also i i look at it as a reflection of who i am as a person i hope my dance really is kind of a uh, personification or um reflection of of mm. who i am as a person as well and i'm quite naturally a laid-back chill very happy very easygoing smiley kind mm. of person and i definitely feel my dance kind of carries that and I also try to bring that energy and and to dance with that energy and to use that as an invitation for people to dance with me in that space. And and so yeah, so like naturally my my agenda for being in battle spaces is more for this reason than it is to say I want to get you and try and smoke you. Of course, that has been the case as well, but at the same time it's that's definitely something that comes more out of the let's say out the agenda of maybe my opponent so if my opponent wants that energy then they need to bring that out of me in order for me to respond but for me i'd never have any personal agenda or reason to do that to you because of the context of how i carry myself in this art form mm. yeah because i that, and how you say it, it when i watch you it feels like an art form it feels like a showcase right. it doesn't feel like right. a battle yes yes whereas a yes, lot yes, of dancers yes. like you know, like if you go and watch, uh, let's use Poppin for the example, like UK B-Boy champs, like, you know, they're against yeah. each other. They're trying to outdo each other. They'll clown each other. They'll be yeah. like, there'll be a, a, a confrontation or like, you know, mm -hmm. you can tell mm -hmm. that they're battling. Whereas when I watch yeah. you, it's like, you go, I go, you go, I go. And it's more <laughs> yeah. of a sharing. And, and to me, it, they're, they're both wonderful. They both have their place. But there is Absolutely. something really uh, playful about when I watch you do that. It's uplifting. Yeah. And it is... Yeah. 
You know, you don't I, go, I, I, yeah. you don't go, ooh, he killed him, ooh, he smoked <laughs> him. You go, yo, that was so fresh. Yeah, it's crazy. I've, I've, even if my opponent does something, like you said, the, my opponent does something fresh, I'll be the first person to give them props on what they did. Because, yeah, I've, I've watched you, bro, when you know, does yeah. dope, I see you going, ooh. Yeah, like, yeah. If anything, if anything, it encourages me to go harder. Mm. If I see my opponent is going hard, I'm like, yo, I need to go. Like, yeah. it excites me, you know, it, it gets me going, it gets my blood boiling and, I use that as a way to hype myself up and to hype the moment up. And, and yeah, if, if, and I feel like, especially if you're new to battling, if anyone's watching this and they're new to battling or have done battling before, you have to understand that it's also about learning how you, how you as an individual embrace that moment, because it is, it is a scary moment. It is a pressurizing moment. There is adrenaline, anxiety, and all these other things taking place in that moment because you are in the spotlight. Mm. You are going to be in the spotlight for a moment. And if you're a way to, and if you are learning how to deal with things in a certain way so that you're able to, again, to be able to perform at your best ability, you need to figure out the ways that work best for you. Mm. Because I feel like there, a lot of people put on the stigma of battling is that there's only one way to do it. You just got to go hard and you just got to do this. And it's like, that doesn't necessarily work for everyone. Mm. And you need to, you need to learn how to hone into your specific approach when it comes to spaces like that, because it is, it's different for everyone. It's how, so different. How do you feel when you're battling? Do you ever feel like if someone goes out there and does like the dopest set and it's like the, the final and someone does the dopest set, do you have that yeah. like, oh my God, I can't be, I can't be better than that. <laughs> do, do you have that or do yeah. you just think I'm just going to go? I, I think I've had both. I've looked at people's sets and been like, shit, <laughs> that was so, you know, I'm like, dang, I don't know what I need to do now. But you know, that's what also makes it more encouraging to be like, I need to bring, I, all, I, all I need to do is to bring me and to bring myself and mm. to do as best as I can. And that's, for me, if anything, this is gonna sound cheesy, but it's the truth is like, when I'm battling, I'm not battling the opponent, I'm battling myself. You know, I'm trying to better myself from the last time I was in that space. Mm. And how do I bring another Frankie or another developed Frankie or evolutionized Frankie from the last time and how do I, you know, conquer that and do better than I did before? Because mm -hmm. for me, that's more what I'm trying to battle. It's, it's actually how do I keep leveling up myself rather than try and outdo the opponent that's standing in front of me? Yeah, that's a great way of thinking of it. Because, like, you know, whenever we're sold dance fire, like, this is a really bad mm. example, but, like, a dance film, you know, when we do the dance battle, <laughs> yeah, it's like know? they do a yeah. cool trick, and it's like, well, now we've got to do a cool trick. <laughs> You know, whereas like that's not the reality because yeah. it's like no, you got like I've just got to come like, up so, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know, that's the that's how we're portrayed. Battles. Absolutely. Even, yeah. But even with break uh, with b boy, and it's kind of that way. Like we're we're portrayed like oh they've just done a sick blow up. They've got to now yeah. outdo their blow up with another blow up. Like you know, or oh, it was that way. Maybe it's not mm. so much now, but it definitely yeah. was that way back definitely. in the day like I, I remember being with lee at battles like uh welsh b-boy champs and like someone would do a dope set and he'd look at me and i'd be like come on bro and he'd lick his hand <laughs> and wipe the tips of his toes so he don't slip and he'd do yeah. like 17 gainers like do you know what i mean like it'd be like he's got to one-up them as opposed to be like i'm going to show you my best stuff and right uh, but that was a that was an 18 year old lee so right. i'm sure he's very different now right but right it's just it's really nice to see that that's your way of battling is not against them it's against you to a degree yeah you know and each to their own you know there's going to be a lot of people that will oppose that mentality and be like nah it's a battle you have to bring this and i respect that do you know what mm. i mean but at the end of the day i've got to where i've got to in the successes of what i've managed to achieve on the basis of learning about 
what I need to do in, in, in how I approach it. And for me, that is, that is key. That is key to understanding yourself and key to knowing what is the best ways for you to approach those spaces. And, you know, by all means, if someone's going to bring that to me, I'm ready for that. Mm. Not to say I can't do that, but it's important to understand what is your natural responses mm-hmm. to those things as well. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I guess as the person is who I am, my dance is a reflection of who I am as a human. So mm. if I'm not like that as a human, my dance is naturally not going to be there either. So it's about, it's just about figuring out those things for yourself. I feel. Mm. How, how do you prepare for battles? Like th- say like yeah. a fighter <clears throat> who goes into fight camp for six weeks or eight weeks before his fighter. Do you like go, oh, I've got this battle in three months time. Do you have like a, a way that you prepare for it? There has been. Yeah. I'm definitely, I'm definitely a workout like fanatic. I definitely train. I, I definitely saw you run drill. 6k today. Well done. Yeah, bro. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm like, <laughs> it's like, I definitely put the work in and yeah, if there is a big event coming up, I'll definitely put some work into, to prep myself um, as well. Not all the time. Cause also like I've had my best, let's say dancing moments, definitely out of the sort of spontaneous approach as well, where I didn't prep anything. And actually mm. I was reluctant to maybe even dance at all. And sometimes I've ended up, you know, pulling out some of my best rounds because of the easiness that had kind of built up to that moment. Mm. So there isn't a specific way that for me particularly works. And what I have learned from that is to learn how to, to listen to myself in, in order for me to kind of prep. It's about listening. What is it my body feels like it wants to do? Does it want to work hard? Does it want to train? Does it want to vigorously like get it out in and work out like crazy? Or does it want to just kind of ease into it? You know, like, cause I am, I do feel so much more in tune with the responses of, of again, how I am as a, how I am as Frankie before the dancer and then how that can then naturally be then put into Frankie the dancer and and to use that as a way to to harness and also just to kind of to to push what it is that I want to produce in that moment because again freestyle is momentary so yeah. some some of your moments are going to be fantastic if you're mm. feeling fantastic or you feel like you're really in tune with how your body is mm. and there's going to be moments where it isn't just your day and sometimes things don't click things don't harmonize and and also that's that's also something you have to embrace. You have to mm. embrace the moments that aren't feeling so great. And then the things that feel like clipping fantastic. As yeah. Well. So what about like, so when you say, you know, you've got a battle in two weeks time. Yeah. And you know that if you get to the final, which you're you, so you probably will. <laughs> and like each battle is like, say three rounds each normally. Right. Is that yes. correct? Yeah. And say yeah, they're a minute each round. Like how do you prepare for yourself to be fit enough to do it? Because obviously we're all like, we can train for it, but when that uh, adrenaline's adrenaline, going, yeah. like, it's not the same output. You're putting up double. Like, how do you, <laughs> yeah. pre- how do you prepare for that? And like, so, like, I know in Brit- with B-Boys, sometimes they'll prepare sets. They'll be like, okay, yeah. this is sets. Do, you, do yeah. you prepare sets? Or do you, like you said, do you just go out and freestyle and feel it? I, have, I, I would definitely say it's more freestyle and feel it. Now, mm-hmm. I've definitely gone through my, my evolution of, like, different ways of trying certain things because... To say that I don't have any sets would be a lie because I feel like all of all of us freestyle dancers, we all have movements we're acquainted with and we all have favorite moves of ours, which we like to do. And we like to pull it out the bag and to put it in yeah, as, a, as a statement and as a signature too. And definitely that adheres to how people recognize my style as well. Um, and there definitely are moments where I pull those things out. But I'm definitely like, especially right now, if we're talking about now, I'm definitely more in the freestyle moment mm. and really just embracing sort of like the 
the spontaneity and the, and wherever my head is at mm. in the moment that I'm dancing. And I feel like as well, like if we talk about sort of like training towards that event, they're definitely, I think about sort of my endurance uh, and stamina, especially like, for example, like Summer Dance Forever, if you think about it, like, I think in total, if you get from the very beginning rounds all the way to the final, you're doing something like 20 to 25 and plus rounds, like, in that whole thing. Mm. So, like, you know, if you ask yourself that, like, how do you, how are you going to deliver it when, you, when you're being asked to do 20 to 25 different rounds? Mm. You can't prepare. You can't necessarily have all these things set. And all of the rounds are, like, a minute long. Mm. And then, you know, it's just like, you, this, is, this is what really does make you see like who really is about trying to push themselves and to find yeah. more and to and to go and also to go into those vulnerable spaces in their dance which allows them to keep pushing and to keep mm. finding and to keep you know to create more content out of what their body does yeah because it's interesting because like i feel like we've all seen them battles where it gets to the final and we're like this is going to be the one and it's dumb it's the worst battle because everyone's gassed out <laughs> right they got nothing left right and you're like yeah sometimes you'll find like the quarters and the semi-finals are like yeah the hypest rounds and you know you get to the finals, the finals especially things like like uh maybe not so much house but like bc1 and stuff like that you're watching you'll be like that final was whack right like the the first rounds were way better like they had so much flavor and energy like you know and i i, I always think it's one of those it's it's do dancers prepare for it in the right way because if it was right. a if it's a fight you prepare to fight 12 rounds you know, but there's a dancer. Do you prepare to dance 25 rounds? rounds? Right, yeah. right, right, right. I don't know. Um, this is going to kick us off in one minute. Can we go off and come back on? I wanna yes, pick, yes. I want to pick your brain, boy. Thanks, yes, bro. Yes, yes, yes. Alice Nutt. Sorry, I got excited. One of my, um, so one of my students, my ex-students, Alice Nutt from my Fahrenheit Bristol crew just came in. So now there's two of us against one of you. <laughs> <laughs> Alice Frank, he's from, he's from Dark Angels. He's the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like I always think that like, do, do they prepare, like the dancers prepare for the same way as um, like a fighter would do a fight I, camp? I would definitely imagine that there are, there's going to be some dancers who, and I have seen dancers like really um, prepare like as if they're preparing for a fight, you know? It's, mm. And I, I, did, I do actually recognize it more in the the breaking community than than anywhere else because again i feel like there is that that there is that natural sort of i'm going to war incentive mm. that comes with with that that you know with the b-boy energy and the b-girl energy um whereas if i compare it to house like it's definitely different the energy is def and i'm only speaking on the context of of my own personal experience you know like someone else in the house scene might say nah i go to war and i look at his going to war and that, and by all means, that's up to them. Do you know what mm. I mean? So it's like, it's each to their own. It's always going to be each to their own. Yeah, it's dope. Because I feel like we prepared for like, say when we did Kylie, we'll use that as an example. We prepared for that whole show because we rehearsed and we run the yeah. show from beginning to end. So we would know right. we would know what it feels like. And it's not going to feel more extreme than that because the show doesn't do an extra four numbers. You Absolutely. Know? But yours yeah. is unpredicted. You yes, know, you just don't know what's going to happen. So it's exactly. like, how do you prepare for those things? That's the, yeah. the thing that always gets me. And you're right, yeah. with B-Boy, and I do feel like it's more of a battle and go to war. Like, I remember when, uh, when Lee was coming up um, and he was Flips before Reckless was around. Flips. I preferred Flips. It's a cooler name. Even though there was already Ivan Flips, but he was his own. He was the Welsh <laughs> Flips. Reckless Lee. He's not Reckless. He's a wimp. <laughs> Yes, the, he's, but he's scared of dogs and things, man. He's not reckless. 
<laughs> he has got bare snakes though. Um, <laughs> he has got bare snakes, <laughs> exactly. Bare yeah. snakes. <laughs> bare snakes. My doorbell just rang. Oh, you have a guest. No, nah, I'm not home. Um, <laughs> but watch my girlfriend ring now. I hope it's not her. She'll be fuming. <laughs> uh, we'll see. I'm ignoring it. Um, so yeah, like I, when I used to watch him battle like Mouse. It was like, especially those two, they were big rivalry at the time because mm. Lee was like 17 and smoked him and it was like mouse. Do you know what I mean? And it was like, they were yeah. going to war. And I was like, yo, this is intense. They like they, war, they, yeah. they, they could fight. Like, yeah, <laughs> like they yeah could fight. for sure. For sure. Yeah I, yeah. I don't know if house is like that. I've not seen, I've only ever watched your I house mean, battles. Of course, I think each, each community as, as well as like, if you're fully in it and are, mm. and, and are aware of the people that are within that community, every every community has its beef every community has its hype has its moment of people wanting to rival one another and of course you're going to get that and and in the moments where those those two teams or those two sides collide you're going to get that and i've seen that in house absolutely but you know we're, we're always talking about in relation to again where does this all come from where does this all stem from and are these dance beefs actually, you know, one of the things that got questioned a lot is, are these dance beefs actually really beef? You know, are we just pointlessly kind of pointlessly just going at it. throwing the ego around? Yeah, mm. you know. Um, and, sorry to pause yeah. you, super unprofessional. I left my keys in the door so my fiance can't get in. So if you want to tell some jokes, I'll be back. All right, I got you. Now people are going to start asking me what jokes. Sorry, guys, I'm really terrible at the jokes. So if you're watching, please don't ask me to do a joke. How's everyone doing? Are we enjoying the conversation? Or are we just watching silently and not saying anything? <laughs> Did you tell some jokes? Uh, not quite. No? no. Sorry. Sorry about that, my bad. Jeff! <sighs> Jeff, Jeff! <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, yeah. I feel like maybe it is just the, the dance hype. That makes it feel like a battle, but there's not actually much beef there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm out of breath now. Run the stairs. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I want I want to address the the elephants on the internet. Um, <laughs> so I saw you post something about uh, with pineapple. Mm. Um, I don't know what it is, but I'm assuming, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's about uh, the teachers teaching. Is it about the the videos of Winston? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It was his. It was his video in particular that I had strung up. Yeah. Okay. So fill 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 us in. Fill us in. Um, cool. What's going down? So I was just you know casually just on Instagram as you do, and had saw um, on the pineapple Instagram that they had been promoting for their pineapple online classes, mm -hmm. um, and obviously I'm aware of pineapple. I've taught at pineapple. I had classes at pineapple. I think for the majority of the dance teachers that come out of our industry have taught at pineapple at some point you know what i mean so mm. um and his video did catch my eye because um i looked at it and i was extremely surprised in in the content that he was demonstrating mm -hmm. and under the name of what he was demonstrating it as it did catch my eye and i was curious and i wrote a comment to say i wasn't too keen on him labeling his class or for pineapple to label the class and what he was trying to uh, demonstrate mm -hmm. uh, because i felt it wasn't adequate and also um it wasn't to a, a level of again i thought of professionalism that is meant to be displayed for something like pineapple and something to also be teaching on an online 
streaming service. Mm-hmm. Um, and I basically, I didn't, you know, again, just to put my hands in the air, I didn't come off across as an aggressor. I didn't come off as passive aggressive because I know that those, there have been plenty of times in the past where people have come across like that and immediately from the, from the studio's perspective, they lock off. You know, they lock you off and they don't want nothing about it because obviously they can see it as like, oh, this person's an aggressor. And I just said, hey, I, 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 this has got no um, sort of offense and hostility towards Winston, but I don't think Winston is uh, quite uh, up to scratch to be teaching for your services because I just not, I'm not happy with what he's demonstrated. And I feel that this is kind of false advertisement and what you're trying to sell. Mm-hmm. And and I said it, I put a disclaimer at the bottom of the comment. I just said, please don't take any offense in my comment. I'm trying to do this in order to kind of create general understanding and boundaries for everyone in our community. Mm-hmm. And about 15 minutes later, um, I was blocked. I was blocked access to Pineapple's Instagram. I wasn't able to send them a message to ask them what was their reasoning. Um, and then that's when I decided to put something up on my story and talk about it. And as you've seen it yourself, mm-hmm. I said it in a very content and very yeah, in, 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 in a just, frank, in a Frankie manner. Yeah, and I guess also like what came out of that response of doing that is a lot of people did comment on their videos asking Pineapple to address me and to be able to speak to me. And again, I didn't ask anyone to do that specifically, and I still appreciate the people that had done that. And I don't want pineapple to think that now i'm on some militia to try and get people to start commenting on them and to get them to speak to me because that was never my agenda and actually one of the things also that i did post out because this has come up quite a bit is that there were a lot of people who were then saying you know like we've been saying this for such a long time and like why is it now that someone like yourself is doing it right now this should have been happening a long time ago and the thing is I've always done this. It's just that I've never done it to the public eye in this particular kind of way on so, on a social media platform. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, like this is also in proof of what I've always done as an educator, as a preserver and as a teacher that I I don't need to prove that on social media to tell you that I've already been doing that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And I just said, you know what? I had this epiphany when I saw that video that I realized that actually I should be doing something bigger with the platform that I have, with the amount of followers that I have. And that I just wanted to address that because I didn't feel when I saw it immediately in that moment that it was right. And I just wanted to comment on it. And that was it, you know, and going off of that alone, that was my initial reason for why I strung that video up in particular, because I had come across it. But between me and you, bro, we both know for the longest that these styles of form or these forms of culture, these forms of dance, have been stretched, pulled, twisted, manipulated in all kinds of ways. We all know it. Yeah. So what I'm saying is nothing new. What I'm doing is nothing new. But for for what I wanted to mostly bring up was that I was acknowledged as I felt like they had kind of treated me in a way where they thought I was going to be an aggressor and someone that was trying to come across as like and bash them on the head and be like, no, you can't do that because I've never been that person. I've never done that ever. Mm. And all I wanted to address was like, we should be doing especially in this time right now when things are so prevalent and so apparent about uh, Black Lives Matter and also things that are in relation to Black culture, which are these forms of these dances. And obviously what Winston was representing supposedly was street dance. Again, a vague quite term of what he was trying to offer. But just if we're talking about these things and and, and these things are so relevant and, or sorry, re- uh, relevant and uh, apparent right now, that gave me more initiative to want to ask them to, to think about what it is that they're they're posting and what they're doing. So yeah. 
that was initially my reason. Yeah, because I um I didn't obviously see all the beginning of this. I just saw yeah. what you had said, and then I saw online like lots of other um, professionals in our industry, more so mine than yours, from what I've saw. Um, like kind of not. I don't want to say cyberbullying because that's extreme, but right. but calling it out, you know, and saying like like in basically saying what's this like and making like jokes yeah. about it and all so yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking. Frankie wouldn't have done this. Like it wouldn't no. have been. It wouldn't have been done in the same way. Um, yeah, and, I, and 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 that was the one thing that um, that the people who did eventually come to me, because I have had a couple of people say, okay, Frankie, maybe you should have like spoke to your followers about approaching it in this particular kind of way and not to do it like this. And I said, I completely understand. Mm. And actually, again, I'm I'm not in control of being able to kind of be like okay my followers you have you, to do you it say like this, this. And, yeah yeah exactly absolutely i'm not in control of that and 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 i would hope for actually the people that do follow me and do kind of take the initiative of how i am approaching this particular type of thing in to hopefully think about it in in a similar way or to mm. approach it in the same way because yeah again on the comment and I, maybe maybe that was pineapple's kind of uh i don't know karma in that sense because if they maybe hadn't deleted my comment and hadn't deleted the post Maybe people could have initially saw what I had written and then be able to take an initiative of of what I did right because yeah. they did because they did delete it. No one can actually really see in the proof of what it was that I did post and I wrote I said this is not to offend pineapple and this is not to offend Winston himself. I don't know Winston. He's, I, I don't know him very well, but he is a very lovely man. Like exactly, and 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 I said that, and I said I can imagine he's a great guy, mm. but again at the same time we need to be looking at. So the professionalism of what we're trying yeah. to offer as was, content. Was it, um, what, what for you, I, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm not like, yeah, 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 saying yeah, yeah. who's right sure. or wrong. I'm just putting sure. questions out there. For sure. you, what's the, was the issue with what he was doing or is it with what he's labeling what he's doing? I felt like it was more leaning towards what he was doing mm-hmm. and then eventually it being labeled to the, to the, the coin term, which was street dance. And again, and, and again, even just by labeling your class street dance, and then in the demonstration of what he did, there wasn't this correlation of, of, of the two connecting in any kind of way. So mm. that's then, then it just became this whole package. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Cause it, I, I think it's a really hard one, right? Cause yes, I, I agree that when I watched it, I was like, like, and he's a lovely guy from my interactions yeah, yeah, with yeah. him. And I know he's taught yeah. there forever. Yeah. Like he's taught a pineapple since as long as I remember. Right. Um, so it's obviously, something that works for him do you know what i mean because otherwise yeah, he wouldn't yeah, have been able absolutely. to he wouldn't yeah. be able to sustain a class so let's sure. take all of our opinions and judgments out of it and go is there a need for it mm. there obviously is because he's still teaching and if no one's people, people come to people are coming there's a need someone it. is someone is being satisfied from absolutely. from him so i, I don't want to discredit it to a degree where we should be like uh ripping it apart do I think yeah. it's of a very high quality or high standard that we that we would expect? Right. No, but then yeah. maybe that's because I believe we put ourselves at a we put ourselves at a very high standard. Right. Do you know what I mean? But right. I saw right. lots of people sharing it and being really negative about it, and it, I mm. found it quite disheartening because I was like, like okay, maybe it's not done to the best quality. You know, the counting was a bit questionable besides the movement just the rhythm patterns and stuff but we need to remember that this is a man's livelihood 
and sure. he's been there for a Absolutely. very long time and we don't know he may have taught people which taught us he may have you know Absolutely. like we, we don't know yeah, yeah, yeah. we that's don't right. know these that's things. right so that's i right. i feel like maybe and by the way you approached it by just commenting saying i don't mean to offend anyone blah 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 to pineapple i, I believe is the right way of doing it um right. i saw i've seen lots of people uh slating it on facebook yeah. like right yeah, i saw i saw um there was a a pretty uh renowned channel that had posted his afrobeats and dancehall video oh, i haven't um, seen that one so there was another one and this was the one that i saw a lot of people were obviously taking the piss and just kind of being quite um blunt and quite abrupt with their commenting and and you know ridiculing what he was doing and whatnot um which wasn't the one that i got to initially see because actually the video i saw only had like two comments on it, and it was on pineapple's official page mm. um and i actually saw this video i think the day after i mm -hmm. think when when i initially had posted so i already saw already people were this guy had been strung up by some other channels and then they reposted his video on their channel and stuff so it became this thing yeah um I, and i've seen lots yeah. of teachers be like you know we should be educating like we got to think of the younger generation they're being right. taught that this is something and this isn't and yeah. i'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. i i understand and i I, yes. I, yeah. I i agree to a degree but there's a way about conducting it i don't think absolutely we're, yeah. at the moment we're in this um call out culture right yeah where we yeah, wanna, yeah. we're in the cancel culture we want to cancel yeah. everything that we don't agree with we've got to find a reason to discredit it yeah. um and i just think that the way to deal with it would be to maybe speak to winston if it's that yeah. much of a problem maybe we should go to the the direct source absolutely to go to the direct source or go yeah. directly to pineapple i don't think yeah. sharing it on facebook discrediting it like everyone's entitled to opinion but maybe let's not try and bash someone down that probably in six months time we're absolutely. gonna walk past in the corridor yeah who's still going to have his class at Pineapple. Because what That's we need right. to remember is that this isn't a studio who's going, no, we only mm. want this teacher and we want this. They're hiring right. the room. Right. Yeah, Pineapple get right. the same money for that studio if there's 100 people in there or no people in there. Yes. You know, uh, yeah. and, and the, my only, that's my issue is that I don't like how it's being done. I agree no, and it's I, not I to the highest agree, of standards, um, and, but I just think we could be uh, nicer about it. And if we're really trying to do what's best for our dance community, I don't think tearing individuals down is the way. I think it's yeah. educating individuals. Because right. maybe when he was taught before the same as me, I didn't know what foundations were, and I imagine he was taught way before I was. That's what he learned, and he's just taught that thing and is carried on teaching it, right? Mm -hmm, so say mm -hmm. he taught that for 15 years before there was youtube before there was instagram yes. before before there was a uh, calvin teaching lock-in like before there was the foundation classes he that was the way it, and maybe he's just not changed his formula again i don't know i'm just playing devil's advocate like he's just not changed his formula but i i just don't like the way it's being gone about i don't like that we're doing it to a point where everyone's commenting really kind of childish negative stuff i feel like we right. should be going to him like yo bro you got a class like and this is what you're teaching this that's not how you do the step you could do it like this maybe we can find yes. a way of educating yes, yes, yes. or maybe someone just says like dude like good doing your thing but maybe you should change the name because it's not directly it's not strictly dance hall and actually if you wanted more credibility maybe you should do it in a different way yes thank you kennedy harris choreo by winston 7 p.m Maybe right. that's maybe that's the way to go about it. Absolutely, because this is I, definitely because again, there's a demand for it because he's still teaching. Yes, correct. Yeah, absolutely. And everything you said is absolutely correct. 
one of the things that I feel that will slip over a lot of people, mm-hmm. and again, just making it irrelevant and apparent to the situation of what's happening right now, and also what also people within our industry have to understand when it comes to wanting to portray your class or to name your class after these particular forms that do come under the street dance diaspora mm-hmm. or umbrella, if you want to say, is that they are cultures. Yes. So these are cultures. These are people's lifestyles. These are people's upbringings. These are people that are fully invested into these things besides the dance moves, besides the names of the techniques, besides the names of the of the constructs that come within these movements. And this is something that a lot of people, especially in our industry, as well as educators, as well as students, are still not understanding. Like, for example, in in my portrayal as a as a house dance teacher, and I don't like calling myself a house dancer because I'm not a house dancer. Mm. I'm a dancer, period. But, you know, like in the constructs of, of how I teach house, I'm not just teaching house on the basis of the moves that I can prove to you that I'm dancing house. Because, again, for me, as a philosophy, house dance is not proven by the amount of steps if I can show you a shuffle or a farmer or a loose leg or mm. a pad of rage. You know what I mean? It's it's an embodiment of of my heritage of my ancestry of my contribution of my identification my understanding of the music uh my investment within the culture being experienced and involved within the present culture and of, of the culture that i've already been a part of and these are things that again hold integrity and authenticity to what it is that we're actually teaching because there are so many things you know when we talk about like historians and uh dance investors and and you know ogs for example who've been in the game for so long you know this is this is the the tyranny that they're they're facing so much from in why people are getting caught up in 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 the names and 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 getting away with these certain names being used in in order to sell the class and stuff and this is this is what it strips away Mm. when when you're having someone who is just using the name because they know that it sounds it sounds interesting and it sounds intriguing and and it's going to bring in a majority of people it's that incentive if you're thinking oh if i use the word street dance it's going to bring a lot of people in but not have any sort of real incentive to do the right thing by actually providing like providing the content that goes behind that name mm-hmm. that's that's what i was more getting at pineapple not necessarily winston because i think you're absolutely right with what you're saying about winston because winston could have been learning these movements and being involved in the, in all these things that I'm saying. Because mm-hmm. again, I don't know Winston, mm-hmm. but Pineapple should also take liability on under if if they're meant to be a prominent dance studio. And I the thing that um, John Graham did tell me recently is that the people who do uh, deal with like the social media posts and things like this, they are different to the studio owners itself. Mm-hmm. So so I, obviously in deliberating how we get across this information to people. I, we're talking about two different people, but if we're talking about a dance studio who's meant to be be a source within the UK for mm. people to be able to to learn about these cultures, to learn about these dance styles, they I I do look at it as an uh, as a neglect uh, a neglect <laughs> a neglect to knowing what practitioners and educators they are bringing into establishment to provide the things that they're saying that they're meant to be providing mm. and. And I'm, I'm not taking anything again from Winston because, you know, I spoke to, I, I answered a question on a post that Luke had posted um, on Facebook the other night talking about similar things that we're talking about right now and talking about that 
why is it that we're running into these problems so often when it comes to dance studios? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I kind of brought up is that I do feel to a degree that a lot of the directors or the owners of these establishments aren't coming from a position or aren't investing themselves enough into actually the people that they're meant to be bringing in and hiring as practitioners and educators in their establishment. So the directors don't have a clue really what the content is what's being provided, right or wrong. what's right or wrong. They and, just and, see and numbers. I exactly. And I don't blame them because they're looking at it from that business incentive, which is an important aspect of making sure that these spaces keep continuing to run. Mm -hmm. But it does neglect the idea that they don't really know what is being taught in this in in their spaces do you know what i'm saying and yeah. and that's obviously a worrying factor because that is where we then do keep running into problems like this yeah that's it, really. yeah no i i agree with you, you know? I, I i i understand everything you're saying it's yeah like, and like i said that's why i wanted to talk to you about it because i believe yeah. i believe that you would have addressed it in a yeah more humane manner i guess Absol and, and i'm i'm all for that do you know what i mean i'm really like as much as I can say it, and I've been saying it always, and even in my own classes, I'm not going to be your Bible basher, <laughs> foundation basher um, person because it's not in my nature to do that. You know, I say and do the things that I do with complete authenticity behind it. And just because I have, I'm only speaking, let's say, openly on social media about it right now based on this exact moment of yeah. what's taking place with pineapple doesn't mean I wasn't doing it before. Mm -hmm. doing a lot of things like i've been in this game for so long now mm. and still pursuing to be in this game for more years to come and will still always be telling people and providing people and telling people to go to the relevant sources where they can learn where they can educate themselves where they can learn about the discrepancies that do happen in our industry when and how we deal with those things um in order for these things not to be tarnished and for these things not to be um you know broken and disrupted if you want to say yeah no i agree like it's, it's one of those like i'm not i don't disagree with anything yeah. you say <laughs> no it's i knew yeah from, from yeah. what i've seen it's like i'm a bit like oh, i thought i thought our community yeah. was better than this right 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 you know i, right. th I, yeah. I understand that he's in a position of education so you all expect higher but yeah. maybe that's because we expect higher of ourselves obviously yeah. he's given a service to people you know, yeah, he's absolutely. getting he's and getting people into right. the studio. He's getting yeah. people into the building. He's getting people into dance, which is the yeah. goal, right? Because if yeah. we all go back to our first ever dance teacher, were they really that dope? Right, exactly. So let's yeah. all let's all That's humble it. up a little bit because yeah, I can totally. tell you, my first street dance class, I didn't learn any street dance moves. I just learned totally. how to dance, and totally. it made me fall in love with dance, which then pushed yeah. me in the direction to be educated correctly yes and, absolutely and, and so i'm I, that's why i'm on I, i'm on both no sides. i and you're exactly right to say that and i feel like it is a it is a humbling moment too and which is why we need to approach this in a mature in a collected in a content way because we need to understand that it comes from again for someone's humble beginnings to the perspective of them where we are right now with this and knowing how to deliver and articulate in a way that isn't going to come across as the aggressor and this is the thing that I, I do pity a little bit with pineapple is because they didn't give me that opportunity yes. to, to articulate in the way that I am able and, to. And I believe, and, uh, as I know the same people that John does, like I know the pineapple front yeah. house, everyone that you see when you walk in there, I know them really well. And I truly right. believe that they would give you that opportunity and they would want right. to know because that's right. not, that's not like any of them, like Luke, yeah, Ashley, Giles, totally. like that's not how they are. Like yes. they, they would want to go like, Oh really? 
you yeah. know so I yeah, don't know and I how that. it's been and, happened. And, and, yeah I believe that too and and also you know to have that clarification that actually the people that do deal with the social media it's not directly the people that own the studio so you know what I was like and I wasn't even like offended if you want to say it, it was just like you know, because this has been a, an ongoing problem for not just pineapple, for, for, for dance, just, that's what I'm saying. for dance in general, dance. you know, like it's not something I know that is going to be dealt with overnight. Absolutely not. You know, so yeah. it's just, um, yeah, because it, it's like, did I used to teach house to my students? Yes. Am yeah. I a house dancer? Right. No, but I yeah. know more than they do. And I learned right. it from <laughs> right. Bly, like, right. <laughs> you know, right. I learned it from right. someone who did know. And I was the only access to their information, you, yeah. you know, so yeah. it's, it's, it's a very tricky path to navigate but i just feel like I, I would like everyone to be nicer especially now have we not learned have we not learned that we need to be nicer to people like uh, do you know what i mean that i'm pretty sure the past two months is all about how we're trying to be nice to people and be equal and th then i saw this and i see dancers bashing it and i'm like so what's the difference between like what why does it not carry on still why can't we be nice right. to him he's still part of right. us he's still he's still a dancer like maybe let's try and educate him. Let's try yeah. and give him the resources so totally. he can succeed still, as opposed to totally. just down, 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 down. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it. it's just a difficult one. And it then, is. and it's, then I think, what impression are you setting for people who are going, oh, what about the younger generation? What impression are you setting to the younger generation by calling out on social media, bashing mm. them? You're teaching mm. them that that's okay. So if they started doing that to their friend who won a udo comp that they didn't is that okay like where does right. the the lines blur so what messages yeah. are we actually trying to deliver yeah totally and you're exactly right with that you're hitting the nail on the head and this is where it does come down to the educators mm -hmm. and how they are addressing those particular issues when it comes to these things that are within our community and within our industry mm. and that is also the importance about being a teacher also it's not about just if you're a, a flipping dope foundations teacher or a flipping dope choreographer as such it's about are you actually able to teach and to educate on a humane level where you're teaching etiquette you're teaching manners you're teaching you know things in ways in how to address and approach uh difficulties or um problems within your within your sanctuary which whenever you're you know you're dealing with something within your community mm -hmm. how are you addressing those things and that is something that is not being taught from the hip hop teachers or the house dance teachers or the choreography teachers or the, you know, not all, not, not to say not all of them, but there are something, there is something still that again, not every educator is able to, to, to create that and have that as a realization of what they should be implementing into their teaching. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's in the delivery. Exactly. Yeah. That, I was just, just said, about to say yeah. that's, that's perfect. You know, the approach is yeah. everything. It's all in the delivery. Yeah, yeah man. I just wanted to clear that up and, yeah. It, it disheartened me a bit seeing everyone bashing it and i was like there's no way frankie would have done that like not in that man <laughs> like no yeah way. and these totally. are my friends and totally. like, if i saw them in person i'm not going to call them out on here but if i saw them in person i'd be like yo like i, yeah. I, I feel you but yeah. that's not yeah. how to do it because yeah. i'm that's sure we it. can find flaws in all of us in our history or what we've I'm sure, I'm sure we've all taught a class where you go Right, right, I did, right, I did, right. One, I did one on Sunday. I couldn't figure out my own counts. <laughs> like, we all have them days, you know? Ask we the do, people who took do. the class. I just kept That's saying, it. sorry, guys, I'm having, one, I'm having one of those days. I'm like, the, yeah. won the wonky products at Aldi, when it's like you get, the, you get them a bit cheaper because <laughs> they don't look as pretty as the others, you know? Like, I was having a wonky day. Exactly that. Yeah, man. Exactly that. It's a weird and one. It is. We're, we're all, like you said, we're all very much still 
processing learning still as as experienced as some of us may come across as we're still learning we're still students within that within that practice i'm very still much a student mm. still and will always be a student in that and it's about yeah it's about adapting learning taking on what you learn in that moment and how do you progress with it and move forwards with it yeah man for sure no thank you for talking to me with that i appreciate it but now yeah, before we wrap up back to you <laughs> <laughs> back to you back, back to, to frankie <laughs> off pineapple back to frankie um uh what do you see uh for an ideal scenario for you so say we go like 10 years down the time Ooh. 10 years 10 years down the timeline where would you want to be what would you want to see yourself have accomplished or doing mm. in an I ideal think, world um, covid initial, covid I, free <laughs> covid free not 10 years of covid yeah um initially the first things that come to head is if i can be healthy if i can stay fit if i can still dance if i can um still have the same enthusiasm as i do now and the same sort of spirit that I have to my craft, I would be blessed. And I feel like those things alone are going to continue to make me prosper and are going to continue to kind of bless me with the opportunities that are arising and are coming my way. Mm. And, um, and yeah, and to stay, just to keep humble, to keep learning, to stay grounded, to do better for my community, to keep pushing for my community. Because also one of the things that makes me rev like revel and makes me want to grow and push more is the people that I have around me. Mm. Like my dance and my journey has never been uh, a solo success, if you want to say, like everything that I've managed to achieve and in the process of achieving it has been through the the, the adherence of like people around me and, and people really pushing me and getting behind me. And I still wish that I, I can have that forever, you know, mm. in, in all aspects of my life, not just my dance as well. Um, and also, yeah, just to keep to keep providing. I really want to keep providing for my community and um and as I learn as well, that it's something where when I learn it, I try to, you know, reciprocate and I try to, to push it out and to pass it on and, and to be someone that can be remembered, I guess, in, not that it's my agenda, but can be remembered and can be looked at as a, as a resource for the people that are coming up now after me yeah. um, to, to come if they ever are in need of uh, wanting to learn or to, to push themselves or to, you know, just just to, again, to create sustainability and longevity in this thing because if we don't do our best jobs in doing that then this doesn't move and it doesn't evolve so no man facts <laughs> that's hip-hop yeah i'm trying to get michelle on this week he's like last week he was no. gonna come on and then he's like i'm busy this week i can do next week and then i messaged him <laughs> yesterday ghosted me he's ghosted me hard i'm be like bro that's not hip hop. You know what I'm saying. Oh, you have to bring him on. Yeah, yeah. you have to bring him. So oh, I'll, I'll 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 message him. Like, I might just <laughs> ring him and be like, "Bro, I got a job for you." He'll be like, "What? What? <laughs> what? 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 I got a job? What? What? What?" He'll be down. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you, yeah, and I've you. loved catching up with you and talking to you. You're um an incredible talent and a incredible human to match it. So. Good, you good too. for you and thank keep you being so you, bro. Um, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, hope you've enjoyed. I've enjoyed. Um, to listen to more, yeah. go to the ins and outs podcast.com. I spoke to bazillions of, not bazillions, that's a lie. This is my 109th or 110th oh, episode. Wow. I'm not sure. Yeah. Something like that. Um, but listen to like actors, singers, dancers, strippers, all different <laughs> kinds of things <laughs> in there. Anyone in the entertainment industry, they're on there. Even some celebs. Um, but more importantly, today was about you. So thank you. I appreciate you, man. Um, and I hope you to so see you soon. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. One love, man. I'll see you soon. One Stay love. safe, bro. Peace. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to the Ins and Outs podcast. Please leave a rating and review on iTunes and share the podcast with your friends and family. And also get in touch with us. We want to know who you want to hear from and what you want to learn about or who you want to be inspired by and what stories you want to know. Thank you for listening. One love. Bye.